Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Tuesday, December 27th, 2022. The weather today will be a high of minus, uh, minus 7 degrees in Edmonton, minus 9 degrees in Saskatoon, and minus 3 degrees in Toronto. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Good morning, everybody. Wasn't sure if everybody would uh, would would remember that this show is still around. It's been it feels like ages since we've since we've done a show. Is this our longest break? Yes, longest so, break. Longest break since we start, since we started. So, with that being said, and and thank you for all the merry Christmases uh, in the chat here. Um, just so that everyone uh, remembers, uh, do a, do me a favor and go and share the show if you're listening live. Share the show on Facebook. And just remind everybody, hey, that this show does exist, um, that we're back, uh, so that uh, um, uh, f- for all the for all the people that used to listen, because I'm looking at the numbers right now, and it's like not looking good. No, it's not. <laughs> it's like uh, th- this is why I don't like taking time off because you know when we have so many people that have this routine routine uh, established, and as soon as you kill that routine, it's like it's hard to get people back on. It, this happened. Um, this happened last year as well. I can't remember how long we took off, but I'm like, we shouldn't take any time off because all those listeners are not going to come back. They're going to start sleeping in. It's the, hol- it's the holidays. They came they prob- back. They probably got the 27th off. They probably booked the rest of the week off. And then do you think they're going to come back on, you know, January 2, whatever? Probably not. But anyways, uh, we're broadcasting live as we do or uh, most of the time, um, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, on the Podbean app to listen in live, all you got to do is just download that app, search up the Real Estate Investing Morning Show, and um, and follow. And then at 6 a.m., you get notified that the show is live. You pop in. There's a chat in the app. There is a call-in button. You can call in and ask any questions you want about real estate investing for free every morning. Free coaching. All you got to do is get up, which um, <laughs> seems like people are having... Uh, a bit of trouble with this morning. It's time to get the fuck out of bed. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> I mean, if people have the week off, I don't blame them. Yeah. Yeah. On your week off, did you wake up early? We woke up at the same time. No, we didn't. We woke up at 6 a.m. instead of 5.30. <laughs> We're still up early every morning. It's that's That's the cool thing about routine, right? Um, you know, when people look at the show and they say, oh, there's no way I can get up that early. I said, just try it for a week or two. Yeah. You got to try trying. Remember? Have you <laughs> tried trying? Tried trying for two weeks and build a new routine. Your body's just not used to it. I know because like I try waking up at four o'clock and it's like it's my eyes are burning. I don't know how I can possibly function. I look at the day and I think to myself, there's no possible way we're going to be able to do this. I'm not getting through this. Right. But I felt the exact same way when I was getting up at 530. Yeah. Right. Sure. 
So you just, you got to build a routine. And so try try it out, give it a shot. It's going to hurt for a little while, but then it just get, it becomes normal. And it's worth it to get the extra help every morning. I know that there's a lot of you that have big dreams about becoming real estate investors or building a real estate investing business, building a portfolio, whatever, whatever, however ambitious you are um, or whatever your goals are. Um, I, I want to make sure that you guys have access to free coaching. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> we don't have a whole heck of a lot coming up here with upcoming events because, well, to be honest, I just decided that I wasn't going to plan anything after Christmas. Wayne, I feel like you put the, um, the wrong date in the show. Oh, I, I started the wrong one. <laughs> I'm just looking at it. Let me, let me look back here. Did I start the wrong show? Oh yeah. I, I can't I can't go back and double check. Um I definitely got the wrong date. I definitely started the wrong show. What does that mean? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I have one set up for the twenty seventh. I I clearly clicked on the wrong one. Huh. I don't think that affects the fact that nobody's awake this morning though. <laughs> yeah, I mean it has there nothing are some to do with here. it. <laughs> yeah. Um as I was saying, we don't have a whole heck of a lot coming up because I didn't plan anything past December or past Christmas. We didn't, yeah. I don't have any upcoming events for January, uh, like meetups. I don't have any. I didn't even plan our workshop, our January workshop, because we do monthly workshops for yeah. masters. Um, didn't plan that. I asked. I asked everybody what they wanted, and I'm going to go and double check back with them this week and say, hey, now that the holidays are over, now you've done your, road, your roadmaps, are we still planning the same thing? But otherwise, I don't really have a whole heck of a lot planned because I wanted to just relax for our vacation. It was we definitely needed the recharge and the recalibration. And um, now this week's going to be a week of creativity. Um, I I'm going to plan out my year and then I'm going to plan out January based off of that. Um, and I have a few ideas actually. I didn't tell you. I, I went for a drive the other day uh, on Christmas. Um, I went for a drive and I didn't want to bother you, but like I made a lot of notes, <laughs> like a lot, like hopefully voice notes, You're yeah. driving and jotting and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> voice notes. I made a lot of notes. Um, all these cool ideas that I've been thinking about for a very long time that I just kind of like, um, swept under the rug or hid in the closet. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I made a lot of big plans, so I'm pretty excited for, for what's coming up for this year. Um, people have been asking me a lot, well, well, what's, what's Wayne planning or what does Wayne think, uh, he's going to be doing in 2023? I, I got a lot of big plans. Um, I'm excited that, um, 2022 kind of wrapped up more or less, uh, and I can start looking at new things. Um, that, that's what I love doing though. I, I, I'm, I'm less about counting doors and more about just like, what cool things can I create? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I love being creative. I love... I love a, I love a, I love a big goal or I love a, I love a big, um, problem that needs to be solved. Yeah. It's exciting. So anyways, that's, uh, that's, that's, I'll be releasing a bunch of different stuff here in the next few weeks for, you know, coaching related and, um, education related. Um, I still want to do a, uh, a workshop for buying your first rental property. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. The only, pr it's easy enough for us to put it together, but the fact that 
there's going to be other professionals other people involved other people involved it takes a little more planning which that's why i don't like working with others (laughs) it it just makes it more complicated then there's there's meetings involved and there's making sure that their slides are all prepared and making sure they're you know everything all works out i'm trying i'm trying to match up dates for everybody to make sure the dates all work and stuff it's just it's more work Mm -hmm. but if we you and i put a workshop on it'd be no big deal we're just like this date we got it no big deal um, but I am planning one for either late January or early February. Nice. Um, so that'd be exciting. We'll have lots of different professionals to talk about, you know, um, the process of, you know, the idea of buying a rental property all the way to the, you know, getting the keys and, and maybe even finding tenants. I don't know. I don't know how far you can take it. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> um, Okay, quick little commercial break. We'll get back to her. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from DCI. No sloppy seconds. So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers, or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. And we are back. Yeah, Joey's saying in the comments here, he said, uh, everybody's sleeping in during the holidays. Johnny in the comments says, I'm back. Um, Cody is up early and he's off to his flip to get some work done. Fuck yeah, Cody. Nice. Hot damn. <laughs> he's got three helpers today. That's awesome. Man, keep an eye on Cody. Cody post post. He's in beast mode. He is in beast mode right now. He's, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's not huffing jet fuel. The guy's... Yeah. You ever see those big crazy straws? He's drinking jet fuel. He's out of that. It. Yeah, he's guzzling it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, keep an eye on Cody. Cody doesn't uh, post as much as he should on Facebook and, and Instagram. He posts, but he doesn't post as much as he should. But keep an eye on him. And I think if he gets a few more likes and a few more follows, he might actually start posting more content because he's got lots. He's got lots he can post. Yeah. Sorry, that was just a slight little jab. Little jab. <laughs> I'm I'm still here, Cody. Don't don't think I ain't watching. A little bit more. A little bit more. But he's doing great work. Who else we got in here in the comments? We got Carlos is here. Good morning. Here because of screaming baby. It's <laughs> <For> a reason. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Cool. Um we had a few things uh, come up over the holidays. Um, and let me know in the comments, you know, how, how your holidays were and, and did anything happen? Did you do anything? Did you write any offers? Did you, did any tenants give you any trouble? <laughs> Kyle's got a comment. Kyle says I stepped in dog poop when I got out of bed. Still here. <laughs> That's a great way to start. That the is a rough way to start the morning. Especially if it was fresh and you were in your bare feet and it smushed between your toesies. Warm poop. God damn. What? Yep. Oh, it's the worst. Um, is, is that a thing? Yeah. Fresh and bare feet. Yeah. Uh, carpet? I, carpet? Did you 
did you push it right into the carpet? I've been there, Kyle. I've been there. Oh. <laughs> um, he says, yep, carpet. <laughs> Rough. Uh, Wayne, you're saying what happened over the uh, over the holidays, and it's funny because um, right before we left, um, it, it was uh, pickup, school pickup. Sorry, my words are going to have trouble forming this morning. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> school pickup, the last day of school before we were leaving for vacation, and um, and one of Everly's friends' moms was like, "Oh, where are the dogs?" And I was like, "Oh, I dropped them off at the kennel." She's like, "Oh, just for fun," and I'm like, "Oh." Forgot to tell you guys, uh, <laughs> we're heading to Mexico. And she's like, oh, she's like, crazy. And so we were just talking. She's like, well, you picked a great week to go away. And she's like, have you looked at the temperatures? And I was like, yeah, it looks like it's going to be pretty cold. And she's like, she's like, yeah, really cold. It's like, whatever. She said, whatever degrees. And I'm like, you know the problem about that, though? Like, it's always really nice to like be away and be like, ha ha, suckers at home in the freezing. I'm like, but when you own rental properties, that's when shit happens. So you yeah. can't really enjoy your vacation. And sure enough, yeah, we <laughs> shit had, happened. <laughs> we had a few things happen, yeah. Um, yeah, well, thankfully we got, you know, we got a good team. Um, so we hired the guys over at REI Odd Jobs to go and check on our properties. Yep. Um, you know, our rental properties, If like if you need your rental properties checked in on, like if you want to, if you don't trust your tenants to go and check the furnace vents outside, you can just hire them just to go over there. Um, they shoveled our properties and as well, um, uh, they checked in on our flips that are on the market. So making sure that no pipes have burst, you know, make sure that there's a steady drip on the, on the, uh, the faucet in the kitchen, just, you know, making sure you don't, you don't want any pipes to burst. You don't want You want to make sure that the, you know, the furnace vents are cleared. Um, so just breaking that off and making sure that it stays shoveled as well. So, th- you know, thanks to the guys over at REI Odd Jobs. Um, uh, so that that was good. Um, only one property. Uh, did you see the picture from Nathan? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like the furnace vent. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh crap. Um, that was close. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of snow build up on there. Ice build up on there. Yeah. On that vent. That was like that. That was like a picture perfect example of um, of making sure that it gets cleared. <laughs> yes, one hundred. Like if you were to send, like so. Um, Every year, whenever there's a cold snap, we send out an email to all of our tenants um, saying like, hey, remember to clear the vents or else this happens and then your furnace stops working. And it's like the stock picture off Google of like the ice buildup of the vent. But Mm -hmm. like now we have our own to use. Oh, 100%. (laughs) It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, And then uh, I didn't realize it, but uh, what? a few of our properties actually have the vents up on the roof, which I, I never noticed before. Yeah. Never seen um, that before. Yeah. Well, just most of our properties have new furnaces. So they're all out the side, but uh, yeah, we have a few. Well, the one in Parkview, their flip, um, they ran all of the furnace um, uh, hardware <laughs> <laughs> up through the chimney. Okay. Did you like, did you notice that? I, they put all they okay. put all the the venting out through the chimney um on that one so it's on it's on the roof and uh yeah so that I, I i drove past that one i'm like oh shoot there's some build up on that too so that's getting cleared off today but um yeah it's you're you're right it, it's i'd love to just go away and just relax but still got to keep the emails on and um uh we had one tenant where the furnace went out yes 
And yeah, so that actually was ice built up in the venting um, pipe. However, she had been because we tell our tenants to clear it. She had been clearing the ice built up coming, you know, off of the pipe. Mm -hmm. But the ice actually built up inside and froze inside. So she's like, no, like it's clear. I've been clearing it like there's like that. That can't be what's wrong because, you know, it's it's. Since you guys sent the email, like everything's been cleared off. Hmm. Um, but then, yeah, we sent out for, we got an emergency call because she woke up and it was f- 15 degrees in the suite. Oh, it wasn't Only an emergency call. She, she emailed. Yeah. Which... No, I, I meant we made an emergency call oh. to the furnace people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I wish she would have called. Um, <laughs> she, but... would, she wouldn't have gotten through. <laughs> true. True. She might have. <laughs> um, but thankfully, I had I had the emails on. I was just keeping an eye on it. And uh, yeah, the furnace was out and she didn't know how to relight it. Um, Which wouldn't have made a difference anyways because the pipe was frozen. Right. Yeah. Even if she did relight it. Um, and that was a pretty cold day. Yeah. So we kind of panicked there a little bit. And um, we didn't have access to, to call anyone because we were on Wi-Fi calling. So Gabby was on the hvac company's website through their chat feature (laughs) um you know trying to get them to go out and of course because it's the you know it's the coldest day of the year um their book's solid yeah for this and also because i was on the chat feature they didn't they also didn't know who i was i was just a random person do you know who i am well it's i i mean i posted about it but relationships matter they do yeah and um, so they were like, I, I just said, like, we need an emergency call at one of our rentals furnaces out. And they're like, oh, sorry, we're like, we're f- totally booked today. And it was like 830 a.m. So they were probably like just opening if if not, not even quite yet. Yeah. And um, and I and so they're like, we really like we can, you know, watch the schedule and see if any there's any cancellations. But we highly suggest you book with another company. And um and I just like, I just sent a really like a nice, you know, like, don't be like, do you know who I am? <laughs> Not one of those, but a really nice message saying, you guys were actually the ones who installed this. Um, we've had warranty issues with this furnace before. So we would really like, we would think it's really important to have you guys out to check it out. Um, given those circumstances, we don't want to avoid any warranties bringing another company in. Um, Ooh, we nice are, touch. and I said, you know, like we are, a, a, a customer of yours, you've done lots of furnaces for us, and we're just really hoping that um, we can make something work here. Mm-hmm. And and within five minutes, she said, we'll have somebody out there in 15 minutes. Wow, nice touch, Gab. <laughs> um, yeah, got it all sorted, which was great. Yeah, within, what was it, 30 minutes? Well, I, I think, like she said, somebody will be there in 15. Like, they were just leaving oh, really? the office. Like, yeah, they're like, we'll really? be there in 15. Yeah. And our tenant was super happy about that. The yeah. fact that we were able to solve that problem yeah. so quickly yeah. on coldest day of the year. <laughs> coldest day of the year. It's was it a Saturday or is it a Friday? I don't, I don't remember. remember. Oh, it would have been a weekday. Um, but to be able to solve it that quickly, first thing in the morning, we must have looked really good. Hells yeah. Um high fives to us. Yeah, absolutely. Because if she <laughs> didn't if she wasn't working, I'm assuming she wasn't working that day. Yeah. Um she had nowhere to be other than like go sit in her car. You know what I mean? To warm up, yeah. To warm up. Well, yeah, the the alternative, I was also about to um, 
to book REI odd jobs to literally go to Canadian Tire and pick up some heaters because yeah. I didn't know how long it would be, right? Mm -hmm. um, and just drop them off. That's one thing that like we always kind of plan to have was like a, a stock of heaters, but that wouldn't even be applicable to us anymore because we don't like we don't go and do stuff for our own properties anymore unless yeah. we absolutely have to, unless there's li literally nobody to hire. Mm -hmm. And so it wouldn't have helped. I mean, we were in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, we got pretty lucky there. I mean, uh, while we were gone as well, the uh, tenants had um, a stove element burnt out as well. Yeah. On uh, Christmas Eve morning. Yeah. Uh, the, the element in the oven burst like like smashed <laughs> there's a, a fire and then a smash and it just like shattered <laughs> yeah did that get resolved yeah so she was panicking i didn't because, see any email follow-up yeah so she was panicking because um it was she was making christmas dinner that night and um and so she wanted an appliance repair technician yeah. on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and so she sent a panicked email, like a really nice one, but a panicked one. She was panicking. Yeah. And um, by the time we had um, like kind of like started communication to get it resolved, um, she had sent her husband into. So they had obviously looked up the model, figured out what element they needed, sourced God it bless out. Them. God I know. Bless I love them. it when people do that. Common sense. Um, and sent her husband out to get the element. She's like, but the only thing is, I don't know if we'll be able to install it. Like we've never installed an oven element before. And I was like, okay, keep me posted. And she, and they got it. So <laughs> resolved on their own. Nice. Yeah. I can't remember what else happened. Um, oh, we thought we might have a frozen pipe at one of our flips. That was scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that one too. Um, because one of the, well, and that's the thing. Like when you're not around, it's hard to troubleshoot yeah. um, when you're not around. But uh, one of the toilets wasn't flushing. Yeah. Um, and, you know. It wasn't filling. Right. Wasn't flushing. Sorry, it wasn't. Yeah, the, the reservoir wasn't. wasn't yeah um wasn't filling so we just assumed that the, the 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 supply line was frozen um and so you know the logical thing is like okay can you make sure that the valve is open for the toilet but i knew that like i've been there and i've you know since st albert so it's far away i've gone to the washroom in there and i flushed the toilet so i know that it's filled up but then i'm like shit how many times have i flushed the toilet have I only flushed it once and I used the water that was in the reservoir and then it didn't fill. And then now <laughs> like I'm trying to remember how many times I've, you know, I went number one at, at my flip um, while I'm on vacation. <laughs> Not what I want to be thinking about. Um, <laughs> so we're trying to figure that out. So we sent someone back to go check it out. And then thankfully, uh, you know, they were able to fix it. It was, it was something simple. Um, it was just one of the, the piece of hardware in the, re in the, in the tank. Oh, nice. Um, just, you know, sometimes they yeah, just kind of get stuck, yeah. you know, you got to adjust the chain or whatever. So thankfully that got resolved because <clears throat> we were very worried that one of the pipes was frozen. And then it's like, okay. Yeah. We're we like have no a... water filling toilet, frozen pipe, like shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to burst if it's not dealt with now. A couple days before Christmas. Like, how do we <laughs> deal with this? That, 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 that's, that's what happens, right? You're sitting around, you're in, you know, beautiful, you know, paradise at a resort and you're trying to figure out, okay, if it is frozen what is the solution where is it frozen do we hire out a plumber do they start cutting into walls um how, like you know what i mean yeah more than likely it's going to be an exterior wall because that's the coldest so go check the 
you know, go check the, make sure the faucet in the kitchen works, you know, and like just trying to figure out how to handle something like that. It was, it was it's a pain in the butt. And then your kid's like, can we go to the pool? Can we go to the pool? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, but it was a good vacation. It, it, like, honestly, all of those were super minor, like dealt with quite quickly and yeah. and didn't take up any much of our time at all. Yeah, luckily, that is the cool thing about rental properties. The only other thing that we had uh, issues with was um, uh, tenant dispute. Two tenants <laughs> being just idiots. <laughs> uh, and and one of them is just it's just a he's a chronic idiot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's just been a problem. <laughs> if you listen long enough, you probably can guess who it is. Um, just the same guy, just being an idiot. Um, but one of our basement tenants, um, cold weather, needs to plug her car in. Didn't plug her car in the day before. She was late two hours for work because she couldn't get the car started. Upstairs tenants who works shift work parks this giant fucking truck out front. When he's got when he has it, he rents the garage. Like yeah. he can he could he could park on the parking pad in the back. He can park in the garage if his truck fit. Um, but like, you know, but of course he parks dead right center in front of the house so he can plug his truck in. Um, no, not so fair to the, you know, the woman downstairs who works, you know, part-time hours and single mom. Right. And she's trying to plug her car in and she can't. Um, so she's saying, you know, email comes through. I need him to move his vehicle so I can plug in my car. Otherwise I'm not going to stay here and I'm going to leave. Basically like threatening to, 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 to abandon the lease. Um, so, you know, of course it's like, it's public park, like a street parking. You can't do anything about street parking. I can't tell a person where and where not to park on the street. You got to get, you know, figure it out. And, um, but of course I said, Hey, I'll, I'll shoot him an email though. And just ask him nicely. And, uh, she's like, I, I tried, but he's not answering. So I shoot him an email. He responds back right away. Yeah. Well, she never cleans up the dog poo and it's an absolute mess out there. It's disgusting. There's pee everywhere. And she hasn't shoveled, you know, back to the the the, the garbage bin since it started snowing. And uh, oh, so and he's her, just being. Oh, and her boyfriend <laughs> is parked right in front of my truck, and it's been parked there for weeks. I don't even think that the car works anymore; it's abandoned. So get her to move the the boyfriend's car. That's his answer. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs> So, you know what I do, just to be an absolute dick myself. Um, I just copied his message and I sent it to her. I said, here's his response. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at the same time, like I need to let the basement then I know, hey, clean up your dog shit. It's not supposed to be there. Any Anytime the dog draw, does any yeah. droppings, you're supposed to pick it up. Both of them are not cleaning up their dog droppings. So I just gave up on it. I'm not going to fight both of them to tell. If you guys want to leave shit everywhere, then fine. If the grass gets ruined, you're going to get charged for it. Yeah. That's 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 my stance on it. Like, what's the point? I can't prove whose dog feces it is. Um, and if she's not going to shovel, well, he's the same guy that didn't clean up the weeds during the summer. So if he wants to say that he's not responsible for lawn maintenance and she wants to say that she doesn't want to shovel, then fine. Both you guys can go fuck yourselves. <laughs> that's my stance with these two tenants. Oh, sweeted properties. I how fucking I love hate me. sweeted properties. <laughs> it's so like you put rules in place, but like, how do you enforce them? Now, when both people are just being when well, I was going to say when people are reasonable, you just bring it up nicely and they oblige. But when when one of them is a total epic douchebag, yeah, and the other one is fed up with the douchebaggery, 
then unfortunately you end up in these situations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> it's, what are you going to do? Uh, he came back and complained about a bunch of other stuff too. It, I, and I hate those types of tenants that were like, you asked them to do something or say like, Hey, a reminder. This, like, and they're like, Oh, of... by the way, yeah. this, 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 and this is this. And I'm leaving if you don't do this. That's why like sometimes I don't even want to email tenants, some tenants. Cause I know if I email them anything or I'd be like, Hey, just want to let you know that, um, you know, it's going to be a busy holiday. Make sure you, uh, just a reminder for your rent. And, you know, their response is like, what do you think? I'm not going to pay the rent. And oh, and another thing, this door doesn't close properly. Oh, and another thing, uh, you know, it's too cold outside. And I want I want I want a reduction in my rent. <laughs> you know, like the, the, there are tenants like that and they're they're huge pains in the ass. But, um, you know, you just don't renew those tenants. You know, you don't evict them. You just deal with them until you have to uh, for as long as you need to. And then you just don't renew their lease. At and the end. don't be weak. If you're busy when their lease renewal comes up. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what happened with this one. We were so swamped when his lease renewal came up that we just renewed it. We're like, oh, it, it'll be fine. Like, we'll just pay one rent. more year. He pays rent. It, it'll be okay. And yeah, like, oh, epic mistake. Sorry, I, I keep saying that bad word. What's that? Epic. Oh, <laughs> there's a lot of bad words this year. There is a lot of bad words. <laughs> Um, vocabulary got diminished quite a bit this year. Um, yeah. I, I wish I, I could have enjoyed the trip and not had the email on. That would have been nice. Mm -hmm. Um, cause stuff like this, you know, we talk about this a lot. Nothing was wrong there. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to respond to those emails at all, but I did because if you don't respond, then, mm -hmm. you know, then it's likely that when you send them an email, what's the likelihood they're going to respond? Yeah. So I do need to keep the the, the, the flow of communication going. Um, but her request was not anything that I needed to do. No. And the fact that I reached out to him, I was just hoping that maybe he would move his truck. Just maybe. It was just a chance. Because he wasn't responding to her emails. And therefore, she felt like there was nothing she could do. Yeah. So at the very least, if I can get him to respond and say that I did, then at least I, I can show to her, I can show her that I've tried. Right. Uh, but I would have much rather preferred not to deal with any of that stuff because I didn't, I wasn't obligated to. We did everything that we were supposed to do as per the act, as per our lease. Um, but the little shit like that just, it, it just eats away at you. Like you start cursing about this guy underneath your breath. Stupid basement tenant. Just, just go fucking figure it out. <laughs> um, and like, how are you supposed to enjoy your trip? How are you supposed to enjoy life in general? Like forget that the fact that we were away, like that's why I say like when someone says, oh, I want to buy 100 doors or 150 doors this year. I'm like, are you fucking nuts? Are you crazy? Why? Tell me a good reason. There better be a good reason. And then I, when they give me that reason, I will give them five different ways to get this, the same outcome without 150 tenants. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's a ridiculous amount of 
It's just, it's not. Oh, are you doing some math over there? Oh, babe, you doing math? You're turning me on. <laughs> oh my God. Did you just do math? Yeah. Gabby's just trying to figure out what the cash flow would be on, on each door. It'd be about $50 a door. So 150 doors equals. 7,500. 7,500 bucks a month. You're not exactly rich. And what's the difference between, you know, $10,000 a month and $17,000 a month? It's, it's a little bit of difference, but like, <laughs> but it's like you have to. Okay. So it's like, yeah, wow. It's an extra $80,000 a year, $90,000 a year. Just think about how horrible your life is though. Having an extra 150 tenants. You are always, always filling vacancies. Now, if you hire a property manager, buy, buy cash flow. That cash flow is gone. Right? Yeah. Can we, can we all agree on that? That cash flow is only there if you don't have a property manager. So you are filling vacancies all the time, every day, always. Unless, of course, you're like batting 100 and all of your tenants are renewing all of your leases every year and you never have any vacancies. You are always filling vacancies. And I can guarantee at least 10% of your tenants are emailing you once a month with something. Somebody parked in front of the house. Somebody's not shoveling. Somebody did this. The neighbor's too loud. The basement tenant's a sex addict. <laughs> That's a real one. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, is it really? I, I, th I think that everyone should get clear on what kind of life it is that they want and be very crystal clear on exactly what they need and find the, the real estate investing strategy or the business model that provides the cash flow you need to live that life like just, and, and do the, the least amount required. <laughs> but when you focus on like collecting doors, it, it's a losing strategy because your life is terrible. Absolutely terrible. I, I, w I really wish that I really wish that we had a little more cash flow that we could do a property manager and it made sense. But obviously that's just not possible right now. It also sounds horrible. Yeah. It's just a different level of stress. Yeah. You know, do you, would I'd rather you... manage our, our portfolio as it is. That's okay. Let's, 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 let's start a little debate on that and that'll answer some of your questions here. Um, the debate about, is it better to have a property manager and manage the manager or is it better to, uh, to to property manage your tenants? Do property management with your tenants directly. What's your opinion on that? I think that, okay, so in order to have the same amount of cash flow, you would need to have um, a significantly exponentially large portfolio, I think, right? If you had a property manager on it versus property managing your own uh, modest portfolio? Well, yeah. I mean, you would need to have significantly, like, because your cash flow is diminished. Yeah. So if you're getting $5 a door now, then, like, yeah, you would need, you know, 10 times as many properties. So I'd rather, like, I'd rather self-manage, like, 20 doors than have a property manager managing 100 doors. 100%. Because that would be probably about the same amount of cash flow, right? Fast math on early morning or Tuesday morning, yes. Yeah, just let's just call it that. 
Yeah, because you're getting five dollars. Like you pay them forty five. Yeah, obviously it depends what kind of properties yeah. you own and all that kind of stuff. But I a think a little that, bit. But yeah, it would be yeah. you'd need ten times as many doors. Yeah, to get the same cash flow. So I think that I could easily over the years obtain twenty doors and self manage them myself, rather than trying to obtain a hundred doors and put property management on them, and then still have to manage a manager. And know that nobody is looking out for my properties the way that I would look out for my 20. 100%. So that's my stance. And like, yes, I complain about property management and it sucks, but it also like, I talked about this a while ago, that property management and having tenants is a pretty relaxed job. Like when you think about you fill the vacancies, hopefully um, maximum once a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, if they stay great longer, that's bonus. But you, so you're filling on this one property, you're filling a vacancy once a year, and you maybe deal with a few complaints and maybe one missed rent. And, and so imagine then ha having like a, an actual job where every day you're dealing with shit day in and day out. Yeah. Whereas this rental property, it's like you kind could, of like set it and forget it almost. Yeah. There's and, stuff you do. You check in on it. You do your quarterly inspections, but it's a pretty relaxed job. Yeah. You could do it like you could do it when you had it. You could have a job. Yeah. And, and, this is, and respond to the email on break. And this is what I remind myself with property management is like dealing with the, like these shitty tenants over the holidays that are being bastards to each other. It's like... If I had a, a job, I remember dealing with shitty people every single day, whether yeah. it be shitty coworkers or shitty clients or management, shitty management, like whatever it be, you're dealing with stress and, and stuff happening almost every single day. Yeah. If you're in, well, yeah, I mean, like even service level to management level, mm -hmm. like you're going to run into shitty people almost every single day and dealing with stress stressful situations. So my rental portfolio, dealing with crappy people every once in a while or having to villa, fill a vacancy every once in a while and complaining about like, oh, these people who, who hit the, is this still available button? Fuck off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not that bad, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good life. Yeah. Gabby naps a lot. <laughs> I do. I should get my iron, iron levels checked. <laughs> I, I, I'll take that one step further and kind of dive a little bit deeper into the type of stress because when you're dealing with tenants directly, um, let, let me rephrase that. When you're dealing with a property manager, you have no idea what's going on. So a property manager is going to tell you what, it, what their summary yeah. of what's going on. Okay. Well, this person's not renewing. And um, so we're going to have a vacancy coming up here. Uh, it is December, so it's you know it's going to be sitting a little bit longer. Uh, we'll do our best. Naturally, you as an entrepreneur, as a well, problem solver, what did solver, you offer them? <laughs> you want to be like, okay, well, like, what are you doing? How are you going to get this resolved? Like, how long is it going to be out the market? You want to be able to make you know CEO decisions, and you're not going to be very satisfied by that. And and that's that's a delegation thing. Obviously, you need to have trust with your team. Um, you need to be comfortable delegating tasks off and um, and treating it like a business. But for most people, it's it's a very hard thing to do, um, especially if you're just like 
if you're just a rental property provider and and that's the extent of your real estate investing business, um, having tenants in is like numero uno, right? You want to make sure that there's no vacancies, there's no repairs and maintenance. So you want to know that things are being done properly. And when things when things aren't happening the way that you want it to happen, when things are, you know, there's vacancies, there's lots of repairs coming up. We talked about this. And what all that is is uncertainty. Mm-hmm. We talk about this a lot. How everyone needs to have some level of certainty. When you don't know what the hell is going on, that's stressful. That creates anxiety. Yeah. Right? It's a very uncomfortable feeling. Now, I want to just compare that to you dealing with the tenants directly. Now, I know you don't want to deal with the tenants because they're pain in the ass or the ones that you're, you know, whatever, fill in the blank of like your worst tenants and and you can just label all tenants that way. Uh, a lot of us do that. We just, we, we just assume that all tenants are bad, but they're not all bad. But like dealing with the crappy tenants sounds very unappealing. I'd rather have someone else do that so I can, you know, do the things that I want every day. But if you're dealing with the tenants directly, you know exactly what's going on. And to be completely honest, you are going to handle this problem significantly better than anyone else because it's your money, Right? If someone says they want to leave, you can be very strategic about finding ways to keep them, get them to stay. Or you can find very strategic ways about getting the outcome that you want, making sure that you you lower your, your, your loss as much as possible. You mitigate your risks, you mitigate your losses, right? You're going to go to different lengths to make sure that you get the best outcome. Whereas a property manager is just going to treat it like a cookie cutter approach. They're going to go to the, to the, to the manual. They're going to you know select option one. Here's your standard response. Um, thank you. Um, unfortunately, your lease uh, is fixed until March. Therefore, you cannot terminate your lease as per the Residential Tenancy Act. I think the tenant's going to go like that one. But if you spend an extra five minutes writing an email that just, you know, that that m- not manipulated them, but perhaps, you know, maybe worded it in a different way that made them a little more comfortable with it, maybe treated them more like a person, they'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. I didn't know that actually. I thought it was month to month. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. might save that. Maybe they don't abandon the property and, on Christmas day. You know what I mean? So I, I like personally being in control because I like knowing what's going on. And I would rather have 20 units and know what's going on than 200 units and not know what the fuck's going on. And it just seems like constantly every day you're getting a message about this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. You know what I mean? Why not go the path of least resistance? Why not get the same outcome for for significantly less and less stress? You're still getting the cash flow you want, right? You're still living the life you want to live. I think that 200 doors and... And property management is significantly worse. Yeah. Just for the sanity alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting debate though. Is anyone, is anyone chiming in, in on it today? Uh, or do we just have no one joining us live today? <laughs> we have a few people. <clears throat> um, Carlos said it's the rule of 80. You need 80 doors to afford an in-house manager and a maintenance person. Uh, for multi. Yeah, and I like 
I would also wonder, like, what does afford mean? Does that mean, like, do you still have cash flow? Does that mean breaking even? Like, what does being able to afford it mean? Mm. You know? Yeah, because the the cash flow per door doesn't change. Per unit doesn't change. Um, Joey says, is it possible to hire an assistant to answer the emails and schedule repairs, maintenance, and vacancies, but still be in the loop to avoid the property manager without a license situation? (laughs) Hope that question makes sense. 100% makes sense, Joey. Yeah. If you can find someone that you can rely on, go Mm. for it. The thing is, is that, um, so when somebody's responding to your emails and stuff, they need to, like, so what we just talked about, you know, what Wayne just said is that you have somebody doing like stock responses or, you know, answering based on, you know, their general knowledge or whatever. If you wanted them to respond in the way that you would respond to get the outcomes that you desired, they would literally need to talk to you about every single email response because they're not you. And so it's great if you can find somebody super knowledgeable who knows the tendency act or who you can train up and, you know, really well, but there's still, it's it's a really, really hard process and a hard thing to pass off. We've 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 tried it multiple times. Yeah, multiple times. And I'm not just saying that. I mean, no, yeah. We've we've hired on multiple people um, early on because uh, I'm sure you're thinking about this, Joey. Joey's a smart guy. He's thinking, okay, well, I'm going to find someone who wants to get into real estate investing, who's new, and let them work for me for free. Cause lots of people come up and they say, Oh, I'll work for you for free. So I'll bring them on and I'll offer to mentor them for free. So long as they, you know, act as our assistant, basically they, they deal with the emails and stuff like that. They, they work for me. And, um, how many people have we tried Gabby? Five. Four, maybe? five yeah. And that's, you think, Oh, that's not that much. But if you work for them, if they work for you for six to months to a year, it's a long time and having to re- retrain and re- retrain yeah. and it's 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 never worked out and that's why lots of people if you're reaching out to me saying hey you know uh i'd love to you know work for free in exchange for mentorship and you're wondering why i say no that's why um, everybody else ruined it for you sorry <laughs> um but i mean the people that 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 reached out to us they were promising mm-hmm. very promising yeah right if you if you impress me that's that that means a lot um, but just not a lot of people actually can keep up yeah. with what we got going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and any free mentorship, it never works. Free mentorship, free coaching does not work because the person who's receiving it does not take it seriously enough. Yeah. They take it for granted. Yeah. But if they paid a hundred thousand dollars for it, you bet your fucking ass they do the work mm-hmm. because if not, Oh, I wasted a hundred thousand dollars. What they really should be thinking is that, oh, I just wasted my whole life. I just wasted a year of my life. I only get 80. And I'm already 30. You know what I mean? That's the way it, it, people value money too much and not enough on time. But yeah, it's um, alternatively, you can try and hire someone for, you know, forty or $50,000 a year. But like Gabby said, um, you need to get really good at at being comfortable delegating stuff and um no one will ever treat it as good as you do um you're gonna have the same problems that you have with property managers unless of course you're just trying to get someone to answer emails during the day just because you're busy which i think that you're not it's it 
in a few years, you'll be at that point. But I, I think for now, you should be able to answer emails and respond to things. Mm-hmm. Um, once your business gets to a point where you answering questions during the day um, is distracting you from making money um, or making big decisions or being creative, then at that point, you can hire someone if you can afford your business can afford it. But uh, this isn't one of those circumstances where it's like, you know, where someone says, oh, you shouldn't be answering emails because your time is worth so much more. You could be making money. Uh, I there's it, it's a really cool thing to say. But then again, most people, you got a few more years left before you're at that point, because I know that a lot of you feel busy right now. You're not that busy. Oof. It's the truth. Yeah, gets gets a lot crazier as you grow. Just just when you think you're busy, <laughs> and you just get when a whole you think different level of busy. <laughs> just when you think you can handle it, you go and tack on ten, you ten exit, and you're like, oh my god, I'm busy. But it still feels the same. Yeah, it's just a different level of busy. Growth. And it, it's hard to see right now. So just just let me just let me tell you from experience that not you, Joey, just everyone in general that you you could be much busier. It's um I really I really like um I mean like I've learned it in regards to working out, but it applies to life is that it doesn't get easier, you get stronger. Mm-hmm. So you know, like it's you you build the muscle and you get stronger. It's it's not easier. It's and then you need to push yourself to new to new levels in order to for it to become hard again yeah. and then that becomes easy yeah or not easy stronger <laughs> yeah. growth yeah but the, the concept of hiring an assistant and having them just do stock responses because a lot of the stuff is stock responses like that email that came through for stove elements that's very simple call the appliance repair person done yeah we saw that and we're like okay appliance repair person but it was christmas eve that's what could, caused yeah. the a little bit of um uh, chaos there was that well, okay this person isn't able to cook a turkey yeah. so we got to find a solution quickly um so it took a little more um of a personal touch you know what i mean for them to say okay what if my husband picks it up and he installs it can we give you the receipt and get reimbursement well that would be something your assistant would have to ask you yeah. because typically you don't let people go and repair things and send you receipts we take care of that stuff right so that would require the assistant to have to email you and say, hey, here's the problem. Can they do this? Right. Yeah. But otherwise, for the most part, a lot of this stuff is like, OK, call, you know, ABC appliance. Um, if there's maintenance, if there's quarterly inspections, then your assistant can have that in the schedule or in the calendar. And they call the person who goes and does inspections and sends off all the checklist forms and all the furnace filters and stuff. And they schedule all that stuff. That's easy. Right. Um, if there's any vacancies, then it's very simple that, you know, your assistant is going to go and pull the, the listing and the pictures from your, your, your cloud folder that has all your pictures of your unit and your, your standard, you know, um, write-ups and stuff like that, posts on Facebook and Zumper and all those other things and, and does that and responds to everything and schedules viewings. And then, uh, once they schedule viewings or showings, they call up the person who does the showings and they arrange it and schedule it done easy. Like a lot of this stuff, you're right, Joey, it can, it can be automated. Um, it does take some training. Um, and then it just, it's, it's a matter of trust. The person that you're hiring needs to be, you need to be able to trust them to make sure that, that you know that they're doing it the way that you want it done. Um, and, and we've, we've had success with that in the past. Um, one person was very, was, was good. Um, but it was just, it ended up being just as much stress. In my opinion, I think we were as, as involved as we would have been if we were doing it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough one 
do you just continue having them do it and paying them for it? Or do you just do it yourself? And, um, yeah, we just opted to do it ourselves. So we, we, we hire out a lot of stuff yeah. and for the, for the amount of emails that we get, it's not that much. So anyways, uh, I have a feeling we're not going to get to any, many questions today or the questions that came up on Facebook. There was some, uh, we did a poll on the real estate investing masters, Facebook group and, uh, had a couple people that had some things they want to talk about. So we'll, we'll talk about the, those things this week. Um, but those people clearly aren't here anyways. Um, <laughs> Because our numbers are shit today. So bad. It's uh, okay. We appreciate each one of you who is here. Um, Joey, I'm not going to get into the technical part of, of that question about at what point is the assistant stepping on the property management laws and rules. I mean, if they're your employee, it's my opinion that it's okay. The, it, um, right away. Joey, the answer is right away. Um, no one can do perform property management tasks without a property management license. Um, normally I wouldn't do this on a live show, but I'm going to say it. Um, it's only a problem when someone complains. Ultimately, right? Who's complaining? It's the same thing with like RICO rules and stuff like that. And, um, and, uh, and joint venture rules and stuff like that. It's only a problem when someone puts in a complaint. There's no police out there policing property managers there's no police property man uh, uh, sorry um uh out there searching for you know illegal joint venture posts and stuff like that uh, someone has to complain and then an investigation is completed and then they start searching so um if everything's fine and the person is an employee of your business then it's no big deal in my opinion um but uh that is not advice that is my opinion Um, and Joey, I'm getting through all this, his, his things now. He's saying this is for the future. I'm trying to create systems for the future. I think it's a great idea. I think it, if, um, but I would keep it in my opinion, I would keep it separate from mentoring someone because what ends up happening is if they're shit, they'll quit. Wow. That's really good. I like that. <laughs> um, if they're shit, they'll quit. Um, and if they're good, if your mentee is really good and they're working for free, then they're only good for six months before they're like, Oh, I'm going to do it myself. And either they're either they're either quit because they're they're going to do their own thing or they quit be, or, or they don't quit. And then they just like their quality just starts fizzling. You know what I mean? It starts diminishing. It's like, hey, did you go do this? Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, I was I, I just got this offer and I'm trying to get this deal closed. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, what about my stuff? And you're not paying them. So you can't hold them accountable. Yeah. Right. So I would highly recommend finding someone who this isn't going to come across very well. Um, so I recommend you read the E-Myth Revisited. Um, it's a book called, um, and, and find someone who is a technician. So find someone who is not the type that's going to um, become a manager or an entrepreneur. Find someone who wants to make fifty or sixty thousand dollars a year, and not everyone is destined to be entrepreneurs or to be managers. Some people are just worker bees, and find someone who fits that um, criteria. 
Um, if they are constantly looking for the next big raise or the next big a raise is one thing, but the next big promotion and they want to have more responsibilities or they want to do this themselves. I don't think they're the right person because you want someone who's going to stay for at least five years, right? Someone who appreciates the job security, the paychecks every week, right? That's who you want for a role like that. You don't want someone who wants more or wants to get their own rental properties because eventually they're going to outgrow the position. Yep. And training for this is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good morning, Alan. I see you sneaking in there. Um, <laughs> Kyle says, I used to think I need a massive amount of doors. Uh, my mindset has shifted over the last year, but I'm still struggling with a goal target of where I want to be. Um, focus on the cash flow that you want. And then reverse engineer it to determine how many doors you need. Or which which strategy is best. Multifamily, rent to own, single family, townhouses. It's the best way. Yeah. It's easier said than done though. But that's why we like it's the building blocks of our mentorship program is before we help, can help you figure anything out, you need to know what you want. Mm -hmm. So we put huge emphasis, emphasis on figuring out what, what life you want. It's to the be whole living. foundation of our mentorship yeah. program. And I, and, and literally there are people in our mentorship program right now, I'm not going to name names yeah. who are literally not doing anything because they haven't finished the work. Haven't figured it out. They're literally sitting for months because they, they can't figure out what it is that they want. And I'm a little stubborn and I'm a bit of a dick when it comes to this stuff. I'm not going to help you. Everything that you need is all there. All the education stuff is right there. But I'm not going to help mentor someone if they can't tell me what it is they want. How would you? How, that's exactly it. How do I help you if you don't tell me what it is you want? Yeah. There are people that are literally just sitting for months and not doing anything. And I keep reminding them like, hey, unless you tell me what it is you want, I can't help you. And I think that a lot of people, they jump into programs like this, whether ours or somebody else's, and they think, show me how to do it. Yeah. Dance for me, clown. Make me laugh. Show me how to get rich. Give me the pill. This is mentorship. This isn't, this isn't a, a do it for you, you know, thing. Yeah. You, you have to put in the work. That is what the building blocks and the foundation of, of the whole thing is that you need to figure out what it is that you want first and reverse engineer it and figure out which is the best path. And then, I mean, that's what the mentorship is about is like trying to help you figure out what's the best, cleanest path of least resistance. And then the accountability and the support every single day as the action steps are taken. Mm -hmm. Because once you have a plan, it's just a matter of implementation. Yeah. Okay. What do you need? A joint venture partner. Okay. How much? Okay, what type of person would, would be best for partnering with you? Okay, cool. This is the type of person. This is how much money you need. How are you going to find it? I'm going to do this. Okay, try this, try this, try this. Come back to me in three days after you've done it and let me know how it works out. It didn't work. Okay, cool. Try this. Okay, cool. I'll go try this. They go try it. They come back. It worked. Great. Now, try doing this to get it done a little bit faster. Okay, cool. Or it doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Then we can reevaluate the whole plan and be like, okay, based on all these circumstances, you did try, you tried trying, it didn't work. Here, try this. Or maybe we need to change the plan. Or 
maybe me, I know someone because I'm very resourceful. Maybe I know someone that would be a good partner for you. Here, call this person right here. I know they're looking for the same thing that you're looking for. That's how you properly mentor someone. That's how you help them guide them to their... But the missing piece with a lot of people is they don't know what they want. They just say, I want this many doors. That's not going to get you to success. Because eventually somewhere along the line, you know, someone's going to, something's going to happen. It's going to get hard. A bunch of people are going to say no. And you're going to be like, eh, I don't really need this. Because the goal, the, the goal isn't powerful enough. The why isn't strong enough. And then they just quit. And I've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people quit. I've seen probably a hundred times. I've seen a thousand people quit and, and one person make it. The ratio is ridiculous. The success ratio in real estate investing is ridiculous. And that's why I'm a stubborn dick. Because that's why I, I refuse to let anyone get through half-assing it. You got to tell me what it is you want, right? Because I know that that's, 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 that's the key thing for success, having a strong why, right? Mm-hmm. Got a little off topic there, but. Um, fine, I'll wrap it up. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Um, how did we get end up, ended up talking about property management versus self-managing today? That was interesting. I don't know. Hmm. Well, there were some good questions today that I saw in the chat. I did save them, um, Cody and, and a few other people. Um, got those saved for tomorrow. And then as well, for, for those of you guys that, that posted the questions or the topics in uh, Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group, I will get to those this week as well. But, um, you know, share the show with your friends. Let them know that we're back. And um, we'll see you guys tomorrow morning on Wednesday. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.